I'm SP from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a show about the general Marvel comic universe, part of the Guinea Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other hilarious and fun geeky shows at guineageeknetwork.com. Quoting user Barbarella Com on imdb.com. Quote, good story, good cast, but cancelled by greedy sci-fi moguls. Unquote. Quote, it was the high standard in the world of sci-fi, where you see a lot of doo-doo. End quote. Quoting user Sacramento Tactus on imdb.com. Quote, ah. Please don't leave us hanging. Three more seasons. Three more seasons. End quote. And finally, quoting series showrunner Joseph Malozzi from his josephmalozzi.com blog, quote, Buoyed by the show's relatively strong overall viewership, I sold my home in Vancouver and moved to Toronto to finish up what I assumed would be the final two seasons of the show. Only to learn the day I arrived jet-lagged and exhausted, that we were done. End quote. G'day legends, Josh here from onthebubblepodcast.com. Thanks for checking in and having a listen. This is part three of a three-part miniseries around the cancellation of sci-fi show Dark Matter. So if you're just discovering us for the first time, maybe go back and check those episodes out. But today is mostly standalone. So you don't necessarily have to, but it may help get the context of where we're at when it comes to the cancellation of sci-fi's dark matter. Today's episode's actually pretty exciting. We're joined by SP. SP is the co-host and showrunner of a really great TV podcast called Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. And he came on to discuss not only what it was like as a fan of dark matter to hear about the cancellation, but also to talk about sci-fi, the channel, and also sci-fi the genre. So that was super fascinating and you'll hear that in just a moment. To contact the podcast, you can check out On The Bubble Pod on Twitter and Facebook. I've reactivated both those accounts, so at On The Bubble Pod. You can also email the show, josh at onthebubblepodcast.com. So just before we jump in with SP, I wanted to share something I only just discovered and it's probably the weirdest, potentially mind-exploding fact that came out of this whole cancellation of dark matter and this was reported on theverge.com on october 14th 2017 and it really gets you thinking so this is something we might do in the future our special once an episode weirdest save our show fan campaign fact quoting theverge.com quote when the sci-fi channel cancelled its pulpy space opera show dark matter the show's creator, Joseph Malozzi, immediately began working on a way to save it. Recently on his blog, Malozzi's blog, he revealed that MGM showed some interest in picking up dark matter and crossing it over with another well-known science fiction television franchise, Stargate. End quote. Wow. The mind boggles. What could have been? Okay. This is SP. My name's Josh from On The Bubble Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Here we go. Can you feel it? The end of the world. 
So, SP, as a fan of Dark Matter, someone who lives and breathes television and even makes shows about TV shows that you love, how do you feel several years later about the cancellation of the show? I'm not sure if you see the activity online that people are still trying to save it. And maybe more generally, what did you think Dark Matter got right and maybe what they got wrong? We know it wasn't a decision about content, but do you think it had any impact on that decision from the network? Sadly, I think it might have, but I think it was mostly a business decision on the fact that they weren't able to produce it in-house and they didn't have the rights past the the first, I believe, showing. And then after that, they didn't have the syndication or the streaming rights for it, I believe. Uh, that's why Sci-Fi canceled it. I'm a bit surprised that nobody else picked it up at the time, uh, but unlike The Expanse, it, it the streaming world wasn't as evolved. I mean, I know Netflix was there, but you didn't have competition to, to really pick it up. Uh, it was one of those series that I will forever, matter of fact, it's the reason I don't watch anything on Sci-Fi anymore. For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, Sci-Fi is a channel in the United States called S. Y F Y. They changed the branding from the traditional spelling of sci-fi to what we call Skiffy now with S Y F Y. And that canceled the show Dark Matter. I really got sore of Skiffy after that, and I vowed never to watch it. And there was one other show that I was watching on Skiffy at the time that I completed just because I would have always wondered what happened with the show it was killjoys which was a show that skiffy decided to keep instead of dark matter which personally i didn't think was as good of a show i know there's opinions out there that are reversed from me but i like dark matter a little bit more i think that it had a little bit more universe building to it and it had at least a five if not seven season arc that was capable to happen and for them to leave the series as they did with the last episode open. I don't know if I want to blame the network or the showrunner for that. I I do have a lot of respect for Joseph, who's the showrunner. But if you had an inkling that the show might not be picked up and you went all in on having a cliffhanger for your last episode and you failed, then is that a success or not? I think, think it's not but i don't know if i would have done any differently it's like a hail mary pass in the in the um super bowl for american football watchers and he did not make it so he joseph unfortunately didn't get his show picked up and it was canceled and it is what it is i do have heartburn with skiffy for canceling it they could have been more direct with joseph and and said when they were developing this last season said, okay, this is going to be it. But then, no, they didn't. They strung them along. And that goes to the corporate side of things with Skiffy and how I think they're absolutely terrible in developing genre shows. I think it's important to note that there really hasn't been a show after Dark Matter or Killjoys that can take the place of anything on Skiffy. I, I have no idea. I haven't turned on the TV, but I don't know what's on there anymore. It's not sci-fi. So... Maybe in defense of Joseph a little bit, just in general, he probably had no inkling that the traditional metrics that sci-fi have used in the past as how we judge renewals, for example, viewership, quality of the content. Is it 
going in the right direction. Is there a potential for this show to get bigger, not smaller, which doesn't always happen, but sometimes with a great show, maybe it will. And he'd set it up to actually do that, to take it from a universe with X kind of, I guess, stakes to one that had much, much, much bigger stakes. The table was set for it to maintain its audience or potentially even get bigger. If you're checking those things off that it's rating well, I think at one point it was the best rating show maybe on the whole network or maybe within genre, pure sci-fi out of all those shows that you mentioned, including Killjoys, it was outrating all of them. If that's working and you've got a roadmap that everyone that's an executive seems happy with because I know he at least had the next season planned out and it might have been more and management was aware of that. If they're not telling you, regardless where this goes, this is it, you're probably completely in the dark. Like if the ratings are bad, you kind of would have a feeling as a showrunner, well, this probably isn't going to end well. We need to wrap this up a little bit. He clearly, the way he left it, and I'd say the same thing about how Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles was left. You only leave a show like that if you have no idea it's going to get cancelled. Because, I mean, you don't just open up a thousand different opportunities for things to happen. They didn't actually, in Dark Matter, really, other than, you know, what was coming, they let you know what was coming. They didn't really tie anything up with the bow in that last episode. It was all open. No closure. So, Fortunately, there's been a lot of science fiction on streaming shows. Yeah. You've had uh, Lost in Space. You've had, oh, what is that show with Starbuck that she's starring in now? There was a couple seasons of that, I believe, on Netflix. So there's a lot of better shows on on the streaming apparatus now. Uh, the Expanse successfully made the jump to uh, Prime streaming, so that's good on on that universe. So I don't really feel like I did 20 years ago when the Sci-Fi Channel premiered on cable, because that was the only place that you could really get Sci-Fi, other than the one or two hours that you got on. CBS or Paramount with Star Trek and whatever genre shows that NBC was able to put out there. I don't think NBC has really ever understood genre shows. It's really unfortunate. And I think if they had better management and better show development inside the corporation, that they would have had several hits, but they haven't. And I think it's one of the reasons why when you take a look at the NBC Peacock network now, it's like, okay, well, I know why you have a free tier because not as many people are going to pay for it because not as many people want your content as people want content that is really good. Like the Star Trek streaming series on what used to be CBS All Access, they just changed to what is it, Paramount Plus. So I have enjoyed that transition and that has made the sting of cancellations of shows like Dark Matter from Skiffy uh, go away a lot easier because I still get good content. It's just not on sci-fi. And even though some of the streaming shows do get canceled after two years or three years, at least they have good, decent runs and they're at a place at the end where you're not wondering what happened. I mean, sci-fi's had a, a history of this. Alphas is another example for sci-fi. For those that don't know, I mentioned NBC before. NBC Universal does own sci-fi, so it's one and the same. And I just wish they had a, a better 
management, basically. They could have done a lot more with what they had, especially coming after the success of Battlestar Galactica. 